Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, and here we go. It's a happy hump day, Trump Day, my friend. 607 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. Yo. South Carolina is where the action is. Uh, Last night, town hall meeting, Laura Ingram talking to former President Donald Trump and by far leading candidate for the Republican Party right now. And we'll dig into some of that. Some sound. Vice presidential picks moving along there possibly. So that is all coming up. Um, And there was like a good attendance there. They were a very um, vibrant crowd, I would say. Good way to put it. And I don't know if this lady was trying to get there or what, but I do have a related story. I'm making it related. Okay. A South Carolina woman was running late for an appointment. Could have been. She could have been MAGA. Okay. But she was a little MAGA crazy. Oh, no. She took a shortcut through a cemetery. Okay. Yeah, she damaged some graves at Coney oh, County. Oh, like drove. She didn't just like to stay on the road in the cemetery. She, no, like, she drove, drove through the um, cemetery. Yeah, no, and that's. Um, I think that's that. kind of frowned upon. It is. I mean, no matter how much of in a hurry you are, you can't yeah. go. Well, here's a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, deputies of South Carolina attempted to stop the woman who allegedly told police she was late for an appointment, but continued to drive down Interstate 85 and cross state lines into Livonia, Georgia. Oh. Yeah, they're still probably going to pull you over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the woman then drove into Livonia Cemetery where she damaged several graves. So she was already kind of being followed at that point, I guess. After yeah. striking the graves, the woman jumped out of her vehicle and began running on foot. Oh, my goodness. Well, she's got to get to her appointment, Bob. Come on, give her some credit. I. Yeah, that must have been a very important Mm -hmm. appointment. Mm -hmm. She was captured and taken into custody, and so, yes, she she didn't make that appointment anyway. Mm. Uh, Police said she'll spend some time with Franklin County Sheriff Steve Thomas before being transported back to Oconee (laughs) County, South Carolina. So, yeah, look, we all get in a hurry. That's on you. That's called time management. You Mm. have to be held accountable and shortcuts through cemeteries. On a bicycle, if you stay on the paved part, you might be able to get away with, uh, or jogging through there, but 
Now, you can't drive your vehicle like across the actual graves. So, like, she got stoned. Ooh. Mm. Same. Mm. The cops had her dead to rights. <laughs> How about that one? That's a good one, too. It's the kind of lady who's going to be late for her own funeral. Oh. And the hits keep on coming. Yes, they I'm do. just getting started. And yeah, the show's, it's only 6-11. We're still Look at that. rolling. Hey, here's some good news. Oh, good. Elon Musk nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, not for his electric car, yeah. but for being a stout proponent of free speech. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, this guy's into everything from satellites to social media. Oh, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by a Norwegian lawmaker who praised the ex-owner as a stout proponent for free speech, uh, Marius Nilsson. Nilsson is like Smith & Jones here in the U.S., if you're from Norway. Mm. A Norwegian member of parliament who is a member of the Libertarian Progress Party, said he put forward... Uh, Musk's name due to his adamant defense of dialogue, free speech, and enabling the possibility to express one views in a continuously more polarized world. And that, I'm, I'm glad there are people that still recognize mm-hmm. the absolute importance of free speech. And Elon Musk didn't just, he wasn't just a proponent, like, yeah, free speech is a good idea. He put his own money up and probably paid way too much and as a businessman he probably knew that yeah. yeah but but true to his own principles he felt like it had to be done i i applaud the guy absolutely oh yeah and yeah and then a, a lot of the lefties they start crying and yeah what when you're not cheering for somebody who's advancing free speech when when you're upset because you don't have control like you thought you had mm-hmm. of Twitter. You know, when you cry like that, the problem lies with you, not with Elon Musk, and certainly not with free speech. You don't want a dialogue. You don't want people to express their opinions because they might be in disagreement with, with your thoughts. That's sad and sick and about as un-American as it gets. And here you got a guy what, from South Africa yeah. that has to... They defend freedom of speech for the world. Mm. All right. Uh, So we've got that going on. Locally, one of your top stories, schools in Newberry could convert into public charter schools. It's a goal of a group of parents who announced the campaign on Monday uh, to split from the Alachua County School District and the Newberry uh, Mayor Jordan Marlowe joined with the Newberry Education First Committee seeking to move Newberry Elementary, Oakview Middle, and Newberry High Schools into a charter district at the start of the 25-26 school year. And we are going to have uh, a special guest on who is going to uh, speak to that on uh, 9 a.m. on tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, good job, Greg. Because, yeah, we I saw a couple things pop up on social media uh, Greg did as well. He goes, hey, uh, yeah, something popping in Newberry. I said, well, get somebody on and just like that. There you go. Greg found somebody. And um, this is going to be interesting because whether you live in Newberry or not, could this be a trend mm-hmm. where communities want to have more oversight over their particular schools and not so much maybe on on a, a grander scale with a, a school board to answer to and, you know, 
Well, it's funny you say that because it's it, it it's gotten like you said a lot of attention on social media, and people are making some comments on Facebook. And the whole point that somebody was trying to make was well, this gives us more control. And then somebody kind of came went down the road. Well, you know, you got control over the board too. You just you got to vote in it. it you got elections for the school board. I'm like, that's a great theory. But when you've got people who may not even have kids voting on school board members who keep voting in the same kind of people, nothing's going to change. Right. So that's kind of a problem there. Who's on the short list for VP? We'll get into some of that coming up. Yep. Former President Trump town hall meeting last night. Laura Ingram in Greenville, South Carolina, as things are, well, heating up there, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll dig into that coming up on The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 6.15, and you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. The story of Florida is phenomenal. Sean Hannity. No state income tax, better infrastructure, and their budget is less than half of that of New York State. How is that even possible? On 97.3 The Sky. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Good morning and welcome. 621 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy uh, is here, and we've got a lot to talk about as Donald J. Trump, former president, was uh, in South Carolina for town hall last night. Laura Ingram hosted it. And uh, well, one of the things that was talked about was who's on the VP list. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice. And various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list? Yeah, he it, it was cut out. The audio was kind of cut off just a little bit there, not by us, but um, yeah, he said yeah, he acknowledged uh, that, um, but also kind of um, you know put the spotlight on one particular pick that you know may also be in agreement with my prognostication some time ago. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, <laughs> and he doesn't like talking about himself, but boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. And he's referring to, of course, uh, Senator Tim Scott from the great state of South Carolina. So, yeah, he really gave him some some props there. He was who I originally thought Trump might pick uh, as VP. We'll see if uh, that continues. We definitely highlighted him. But, again, that could – I don't know if he completely has made up his mind yet about who the pick is going to be or whether he remains kind of open-minded to it. I know uh, Governor DeSantis is on that list, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, you've also got uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, you know, I know probably the most about her just from her appearances on Tucker Carlson's show when he still had a show on Fox News. Right. And... Um, yeah, she is like a very common sense, reasonable Democrat uh, with military 
uh, background and experience. And mm-hmm. uh, she was congresswoman from Hawaii, and she carries herself very well. It's uh, clear that she's intelligent. Um, but uh, I don't know if she has the, I don't know, creds, credentials to to be you know, on that conservative side. Common right. sense, for sure. Conservative. Mm-hmm. Military. Yeah. Could she draw, would she draw some of those more conservative Democrats, moderates in the middle? I mean, is that is that where some some folks would go, this is why you need somebody because Donald is so far to the right with, with his MAGA that you need a little more temperance here? Yeah, but look... <laughs> We, we want to talk about the VP pick. We want to speculate mm-hmm. on it. But everybody knows, and, and Trump even alluded to this, at the end of the day, the vice presidential pick has never been considered very important right. to the ticket overall. Correct. So, and, and the way President Trump explained it was, yeah, he, in his case, because he can only do one term, he does want somebody who can kind of take over and continue the work and has a similar vision to him. Right. So that's kind of how he's looking at it, not just, well, can I draw from this group or that mm-hmm. state? So if, if you go too far that direction, they may, after your four years, not really necessarily continue your agenda. They may lean back a little bit to the left than where you would have wanted them to be. Yeah, well, one of the, one of the picks, well, not maybe going way back, uh, Nikki Haley. Right. That, if he attempted to, and he won't, he even mentioned, he goes, right. I, I I, took her off the list, you know, weeks or months ago, whatever right. it was. And um, because she mentioned it recently in public, she said, uh, yeah, I'm not on the VP list. I'm here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm running. And, um, it, yeah, it's obvious that that's not no. going to happen. And if it did, I I think that would actually probably do more damage than good to yeah. Trump. Yes. Because I think a lot of us that are supporting Trump don't She's w- gone too far. She's gone too far in her attacking of him. She's gone too far, I think, just in general. Now, what what are your thoughts on the fact that Ron DeSantis was in South Carolina? Yeah, that's, it, it, they had kind of said that. Uh, as a, an aside, that mm-hmm. he's making an appearance. Right? Is he is he doing that on behalf of Republicans? Is he doing it specifically for Donald Trump? Is right. he trying to fundraise for the party overall, not mm-hmm. just for Trump? I honestly, I I don't know. We'll try to we'll try to dig for that and find out what what the supposed purpose was. It is interesting why South Carolina at that time, uh, other than two. Uh, support the uh, GOP front runner. Right. I don't know. But here's what we do know because I did bring up Nikki Haley. Yeah. Uh Michael Morell, the CIA director under uh Barack Obama donated $1000 to former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley's presidential campaign hmm. in November according to campaign disclosures. He became infamous uh after organizing a letter from 51 former spy chiefs that falsely alleged the New York Post reports on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell appeared to be Russian disinformation. I would not want to be connected with anybody who helped to direct the signing of that letter or anybody who actually signed that letter. They all knew it was a lie. 
I would send his money back and say, you know what you can do with this? You can save some money on toilet paper. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know where I'm coming from uh, here? Pick it up what you're putting down. <laughs> Ew. I, yeah, I know. I yeah, no, that don't too. do that. I regret it. <laughs> Uh, 628 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. What's Meathead up to? Not that we really care, but we'll poke a little fun at him and much more important things coming up, including State Senator Keith Perry. We'll be talking to him in the 8 o'clock hour. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. We executed our constitutional duty impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. Yes, it happens. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The news station. Inflation. Prices are still too high. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. New on the sky, Glenn Beck, right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's talk leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now. On News Talk 97.3, the sky. Interesting turn of events. Mayors of big blue cities who were very agitated about the migrant situation seem to be adapting and adjusting. I'll give you my take on that in just a minute. It is 639. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. And we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate your support. Don't forget, first thing in the morning, you can talk to Alexa. uh, Tell her to put on 97.3 The Sky, and you'll be locked in there. Right? Start the day off right. So... These blue cities, remember, Governor DeSantis did it. Governor Abbott of Texas sent busloads of migrants up north, Chicago, um, New York City, etc. Mayors of those cities found that very, very irritating. They didn't like that. 
they didn't like it that they also were made to suffer under a very flawed policy that Biden basically put into effect the day he became president. Just to make sure you know, none of this border stuff happened by accident. It was done truly with purpose to get exactly uh, what we've gotten so far, which is millions of people, most of which we don't know anything about, from all over the world, including a whole bunch of Chinese nationals as of late. But back to my original thought. It seems like these mayors are adjusting. In Chicago, they were talking about how many millions of dollars they were setting aside to deal with the immigrants. In New York City, I had the story the other day how it's like a bottomless pit of money might cost them up to $2.5 billion that they keep putting on these debit cards. And there's another story in the New York Post that has to do with New York City. A family of four migrants with two children under 17 could get 15200 a year under the Big Apple's controversial new $53 million program to dole out prepaid credit cards to asylum seekers. Now, remember, um, when they actually, uh, a writer looked at the multi-million dollar contract with this uh, New Jersey banking company, um, they discovered that this uh, $53 million doesn't cover all the fees. Now, the city's Department of Housing, Preservation, and Development insisted just yesterday that the $53 million will both cover fees and other expenses for the bank known as uh, MOKFI. So M-O, capital M, then O, capital C, then A, uh, capital F, then I, as well as the cash being dished out to migrants as part of the one-year program. City officials gave the Post a breakdown chart of exactly how much asylum seeker families stand to receive under the program, ranging from $345 a month for a single migrant to $2,200 per month for a family of eight. Family of three could get $932 a month. Um, Okay, so you get the idea. Now, the monthly amounts increase for those who have children, $100 a month for those with uh, kids under five and $36 uh, with children age five to 17. A pregnant asylum seeker can receive an additional 36 per month on prepaid credit cards. This is all looking at their uh, charts, okay? Mm. The city didn't provide an exact makeup of the 500 families that are being included or say how many individuals would be included in that group. The cost breakdown emerged after the city has faced mounting questions in recent weeks over the plan to hand out taxpayer-funded cash to newly arrived migrants in an attempt to replace the current food services being offered in short-term shelters. All right, so anyway, the bottom line here is uh, they have adjusted These mayors and others within these cities who at first were very upset Mm -hmm. and said the system can't handle all these newly arriving migrants. Okay. Now they've adjusted, and here's how they've adjusted, by spending taxpayer money. That's Well, and, and you would think if the taxpayers are aware of it, and I think they are, um, they would not be happy at all with that kind of leadership. Mm -hmm. You're not being a good steward of my tax dollars. 
we already know the issues facing, for instance, in the city of New York. We'd rather have more law enforcement take care of the homeless issue we had before all these migrants came. I mean, there's a wish list and a list of priorities that hasn't been taken care of for a long time. Yeah. And now you found more taxpayer money somehow to fund these programs. And I'll just say it straight up. Is there something in it for the politician? Mm. Is there a kickback scheme of some sort? Yeah. You know, are they trying to somehow make it, I don't know, look like it's all hunky-dory and it's okay? Because why else would they seem to change their kind of attitude? They complained about it. Hmm. Not very often they would actually complain about the Biden administration because at the end of the day, that's who could make a difference if they chose to about the amount of immigrants coming here. They chose not to limit it in any way. It's wide open. So Hmm. why the change of heart? You know, you have to ask. These are politicians (laughs) after all. And what would politicians say? What's in it for me? And I think there just might be something in there for them. It's in there already. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy Hub Day, Trump Day. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. As you get closer to November, Dana Lash. it's going to become urgent for people in terms of the economy. Because no matter how big of an issue you make, abortion, it always comes down to the economy. Now, 10 p.m. nights on 97.3 The Sky. You know, whenever I have questions about, um, oh, Christianity, its infrastructure, the policies and politics that... Uh, uh, may have to do with the things of the world today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always go to like a respected source, like, uh, you know, Meathead, Rob Reiner. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, all things Christian. He is an expert. Really? Or so you think by the stupidity, the things that he says. Hmm. It is 6.50 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy Hump Day Trump Day. Yeah, filmmaker Rob Reiner and, well, I would say former Meathead, but I think he still is mm-hmm. Meathead by... Yeah all intents and purposes, and um, he was talking about, I guess, MAGA? He said, they're not right-wing, they're not left-wing, they're not anything except Donald Trump. And then he said, Hmm. there are very conservative Christian evangelicals, pastors, very respected people in the Christian community that are frightened of this Christian nationalist movement. They're not only frightened about it hurting democracy, but Christianity itself. So Trump has <laughs> gone from destroying democracy now oh. to destroying Christianity. Wow, that is power. That's I right would yeah. say so. Pretty amazing. There. Wow. Thanks, Rob. And, well, I was going to say, and who would know more about very conservative Christian evangelicals and pastors and very respected people in the Christian community? Uh-huh. I... I'm quite certain that has to be the circle of people that Rob Reiner surrounds himself with in lefty world, crazy, holly, weird, I'm sure, because he seems quite grounded. He seems like a person of great faith. I'm jesting, of course, course. the entire time. What a a, a bozo this guy Because he's as whack job as they come. Oh, yeah, he really is. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, so he's got a film out uh-huh. that shows that this movement was the foundation for January 6th. Oh, we're going back to that. Oh, yeah. Okay. They were the moving elements that made January 6th and the insurrection happen. Now we have a Speaker of the House who's an avowed Christian nationalist. Now, you know what that means to lefty weirdos who try to um, assign these titles. Mm -hmm. Okay, to to them it's something awful, tawdry and dirty. But what it really breaks down to is, so you're a person of faith who believes in a higher power, and you also um, think that this country is pretty darn good. That's wow. that's nationalist. They call it nationalistic if you want to, if you say God bless America, yeah. if you wave the flag, if you're proud of your country, if you chant USA, you're a nationalist. You should have that kind of passion for your country. Because what? The UN, you should have passion for. Mm-hmm. Saving the rainforest, you should have passion for. Saving whales, you should have passion for. Climate change! Killing babies. Oh, yeah. Then Save the whales, but that. kill the babies. Yeah. Hey, well, it wasn't that long ago, if you remember, speaking of you know the whole Americana thing, uh, they wanted to change the flag of the United States because MAGA had stolen the American <laughs> flag. You mean all those patriots who just happened to like the the things that Donald Trump was talking about? Wow. And, and you know, Rob Reiner calls himself a filmmaker, but well, truth yeah. be told, for a guy who had a very successful father in television, Carl Reiner, yeah. and for the start that Rob Reiner was, I'm sure, given because of that, yep. um, yet he, I don't know, he's, he's made a decent movie, especially a documentary, so this is his new one, God and Country, mm-hmm. The Rise of Christian Nationalism, it didn't just tank at the box office. It was humiliated. 85 theaters, Reiner's bigoted attack on Christian who dare, Christians who dared to vote for Trump earned just uh, $38,000 over four days. 38000 38000 Movies are supposed to make millions. It may, they, that would average be about 400 bucks a theater. <laughs> so based on a $10 ticket, which is probably low by today's standards, they had about... 30 people, 30 or 35 people show up per theater, period, during its during t- its uh, two-week run. So they made more money on the popcorn than they did Rob's film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It was actually over four days, not two weeks. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does actually break it down. They're averaging 451 per theater over four days. Over four days. So that's that is so, so that's $100 a day. Woo. So it's really t- 8 or 10 people showing up per day. That's yeah. They definitely made more money in the popcorn then. And what what is this <sighs> man, his you agenda? Know, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to separate, you know, in his mind the 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 true Christians. You know, the very conservative Christian evangelicals. They're worried that Trump's going to hurt democracy and hurt Christianity itself. Hmm. Yeah. I don't hmm. think so. Well, you know, what what is he trying to what's his agenda for this? God and country, the rise of Christian nationalism. Yeah, he wants to paint everybody who supports Trump as something that's bad mm-hmm. for our country and bad for Christianity even. 
Well, they try to make Christians feel bad because they voted for Trump because he's not perfect, as opposed to every other candidate that maybe the left have put up on the pedestal. There's some basic concepts that they clearly don't understand about Christianity, and they're very simple kinds of, um, you know, thought processes of how it works. Like, we're all flawed, we're all born into sin. You mean that forgiveness and grace stuff? All of that. Oh, yeah, wow. they don't. Okay. Well, and that's how you know they don't know. They don't know. Plenty to come. Special guests on the way. 97.3 The Sky. Hang in there. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Forget more cowbell. What this show needs is more Kamala. More Kamala. Um, not today. <laughs> oh, yeah, today. What? Yeah. Oh. This show needs more Kamala. Wow. I never thought we'd get to that point of desperation. Yeah. Wow. Well, if Christopher Walken was here, he'd say more cowbell, but he's not. <laughs> That's true. It is uh, 7.07. Good morning and welcome to hour number two of our get-together. It's the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes sad news locally canine leo has died oh, yeah. the uf uh, uh, the animal clinic there worked diligently uh to try to save this uh the canine uh and uh he leo didn't make it so uh, yeah that that's sad news there for sure well we we you know back our law enforcement and we love our dogs and well that's a combo right there it really so, is and yeah. the dog sacrificed uh, its life mm-hmm. and uh, very well could have saved the life of the uh the officer yeah. the police officer involved so yeah all right kamala we need more kamala listen to this okay vice president kamala harris is reportedly working to fix the biden campaign strategy <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. She's part of the problem. You have no idea. Oh, no. Here we go. The level of strategy that that she understands. Look, how did she get to where she's at? She has to know something. Well, she has talents. That's true. Yeah. yeah so career. now she's going to use those talents to fix uh-huh. the Biden campaign. I applaud her. Wow. Um, wow. In fact, I'm, I'm going to shocked. take it a step further since yeah. we need more Kamala. Yeah. I hereby recognize Kamala as mm-hmm. the Biden campaign czar. Ooh. Doesn't that have a ring to it? Well, campaign czar Kamala. Well, she's the border czar. Yeah. What a she's, great job she's, she's done uh, there. She's the gun czar, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And now she's the campaign czar. Cam- campaign czar. Might as well because, I mean, pfft. She can't make it any worse, right? Well, that depends. Are we talking about the campaign or hers or Joe's favorability ratings? Because Uh, I'm not sure they could get worse. Those are bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Once you hit the basement, I mean, yeah. well, I guess they could just chisel yeah. away at the ground floor there. Uh, Kamala's uh, favorability rating is actually worse than President Joe Biden's. Uh, she appears to be positioning herself as an alternative. If he decides not to run for re-election before the uh, Democrat National Convention. Wow. A majority of voters, however, say there is no chance they would vote for Biden in 2024, according to a recent CNN poll. Whoa. The convention is the only feasible route Harris could take to replace Biden. Politico reported a three-step process. Number one, Biden must voluntarily step aside. And you can't count on him stepping aside because half the time he falls. Thank you very much. Um, Number two, delegates nominate a new candidate at the convention. Mm. And then number three, tie up loose ends, which sounds like something you do after a criminal act. Or something Kamala might have liked. Oh, she's not the governor of Michigan. Sometimes she might. Oh, yeah, her, there she favorite. is. Governor whip me. Careful when you call her in. So while pundits speculate, Harris criticized the Biden campaign for often being in a bubble. She aims to rectify the campaign strategy and tactics. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> she is going to figure it out. Uh. And, and you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you somebody else who thinks she could really do a bang-up job. Uh, Senator Rick Scott. Really? Yeah. As VP or as, no, as vice president? he thinks she would be the perfect candidate to preside over the Mayorkas impeachment trial. Oh, wow. wow. That would be... Really? Hey, hey word salad. Oh, Meet liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> what a combo. What happens? Uh, it's a hot salad. Is there such a thing as a hot salad? I don't know. Vice President Kamala Harris is the nation's borders are, and so should volunteer to preside over the Senate's impeachment trial of President Joe Biden's border chief. So says Senator Rick Scott, okay. with a little cajoral cajoral in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. As VP, the Constitution directs that you also serve as the presiding officer of the U.S. Senate. So he's not just kidding. Uh huh. Although Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has publicly stated he intends uh, for President Pro Tem Patty Murray to preside over the upcoming impeachment trial of Secretary Mayorkas, mm-hmm. um, Senator Scott writes to encourage and invite you to fulfill your constitutional duty to serve as a presiding officer of uh, Secretary Mayorkas' impeachment trial. I- I'll tell you what. I think she could make it far more interesting than Patty Murray. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would be very entertaining, and YouTubers would have clips to play until Jesus comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, which Jesus? The Rob Reiner version of Jesus? No, I'm thinking more the real one, the one that, oh, he's, okay. the one that Rob Reiner does not know. Yeah. That one. So, so, Rick Scott, I, I've really That's interesting. thought he was more kind of being smart alecky but no it's he's actually both. constitutionally based in his well uh in his endeavor here interesting right. that is interesting hey uh how's fanny the former fanny doing oh yeah it's not it's not fanny anymore I, it, it i've heard people actually use both in the same conversation so i don't know 
I'm not. I mean, okay, maybe I was trying to be a little disrespectful. I'll just a little, it. just a little bit. But just Fanny, just fits I don't her. Know. Yeah, it just you know it does it does fit her. Um, she's a big Fanny. You know, Rob Reiner picking on Trump supporters, saying that they're Christian nationalists who, right. along with Trump, will not just destroy democracy, but also now will destroy Christianity, which is interesting. That's, that's powerful. Um, uh, but it might already be happening. Fulton County prosecutor Fannie Willis was back in church over the weekend. Well, it's about time. After all that lying she did on the stand, she needs to get her Fannie back in church. She's there to accept an award. What? Yeah, a Black History Achievement Award at the Atlanta uh, Berean Church. What she achieved being black? She got an award for that? Um, wow. Yeah, well, I mean... She she did make it to she's a DA right yeah, yeah. um I mean that's that's true good for her yeah good for her and during her appearance she quoted a Bible verse from Isaiah fifty four seventeen no weapon formed against you shall prosper and then her head caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> It was the worst lightning strike they've seen in the Atlanta area for 47 years. If anybody's got weapons being formed against them, it's Donald J. Trump, not her. Yeah. She's part of the weaponry, shall we say. Yeah. So if you're going to pray for anybody for protection of weaponry, uh, it, uh, it, it'd be Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Fanny. Mm-hmm. 715 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Hey, it's your turn. Time for What's Bugging You. A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. What's Bugging You is brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Call now. 877-975-9825. What's Bugging You is next on 97.3 The Sky. What's Bugging You? And I know I'm not speaking just for myself, but so many of other Americans out there. Get it off your chest now. We're not alone. 877-W-SKY-TALK. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control on 97.3 The Sky. All righty then. I hope we're doing all right. We know it's a happy hump day, Trump day. Good morning, 720 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Time for... You to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. We call it What's Bugging You, brought to you by Florida Pest Control, 877-975-9825. And good morning, Pete, what's bugging you? Uh, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina was appointed to a vacant Senate seat by Nikki Haley, which gave Tim Scott a chance later on to run and win election in his own right. Nikki Haley was sent to be the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations by Trump, President Trump, which gave her an opportunity to get some foreign policy experience, which she would never have gotten as a little bitty governor of South Carolina. Now, Tim Scott is supporting President Trump against this insurgent challenge by Nikki Haley, and the Democrats are pouring money into Nikki Haley's campaign to... uh, damage Trump as much as they can during the primary season. If this country isn't going crazy, it's uh, doing something. I don't know what, Bob. Thank you. 
No, thanks for pointing that out. It's a flowchart chart for sure. And, and 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 I think we discussed it before, and we pointed to all the people because there's a list even longer than what you mentioned that were that had connections with Nikki Haley either above her or under her, so to speak. And and yeah, they're mostly all Trump supporters now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is kind of interesting. Archie, what's bugging you? Uh, yesterday. Uh Mark Simone filled in for Sean Hannity, and I think he showed no class at all when he disparaged uh, Nikki Haley's husband's uh, Marine Service in uh, Africa. He's over there now. And he also mocked her uh, emotional reaction to his absence. And and, uh, you'd want your wife to be sad if you were gone. So that's what I is bugging me today thank you yeah i i don't see the reason to go outside that circle of what yeah. she brings to the table so so yeah i agree with you i have no control over what any of those folks say uh let's go to phil what's bugging you what's bugging me last wednesday coming home from trap shooting i got rear-ended by a pickup truck and the cause of the pickup truck was the guy reached for a cup of coffee, the lid came off, and the coffee spilled all over him. Now, people, driving is a full-time job. You shouldn't be eating, drinking, doing your makeup, or what have you. And this is going to cost his insurance company a lot of money. I'm not going to Dan Newland, but they got to fix a Mercedes-Benz station wagon, and that ain't cheap. No, you're right. I thought for sure when you told me about the cup of coffee that you were going to go after the uh, coffee cup manufacturer. Oh. Right? Why is it defective? The lid's popping off. And the truck. And the truck. It's the truck's fault? Oh, the truck, too. Oh, if it was a gun scenario, then it... Well, yeah, you'd sue them all, all the pieces and parts and whoever made whatever. But, yeah. So, Bob, don't do your makeup on the way to work in the mornings. On the road while driving. You you just want me to hang around with his face for radio and that's it? No, I just put it on before you get in the car. Get oh. up earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. A time management thing. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, I know. Mark, what's bugging you? Yeah, good morning, Bob and Greg. And also blame the coffee bean producer. But what's bugging <laughs> me is um, yesterday when uh, Greg was covering the smoke issue in uh, in Fanny Springs, I was trying to figure out why that would be. And all I could picture was Fanny Willis with her shirt on backwards, going around without her catalytic converter, letting her tailpipe emissions just kind of fill up Fanny Springs. But I can't unsee that now. You are uh, the same, same here, too. You painted quite a picture. That was a picture, yeah. Uh, 877-975-9825. Please call now. Nostradamus, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. What's bugging me? You had a, car, a couple callers yesterday Scott, morning. One... Was a lady who said oh, she couldn't go on a cruise if she didn't have a passport, and then another one. A guy said he he couldn't work, and no one will help him. Government won't help him, but they'll they'll let all these people come across the border, and they don't screen them. They don't even know who they are. They're leaving their passports and their IDs down there at the border. I saw a guy picking up bags of them, collecting them, and they'll they'll like you said earlier, they'll give them fifteen grand a year up there in New York and everything, and I can prove my point that they don't care about you. If you go back 16 years ago to the Great Recession that we had, and they didn't want to give any money to little people. There were people saying, oh, they'll spend it on spinners and, you know, for their mm-hmm. car and all this stuff. Yeah, but they bailed out the big, big banks who 
put us into that situation. Tony, what's bugging you? Uh, here's another border update to go along with what he said. Uh, there's some Syrians that were crossing, and they had them. <clears throat> Bob, they had them on camera. These, they're wearing 511 TAC gear. Now, 511 TAC gear is an exclusive, you know, military grade, uh, tactical grade weapon or mm-hmm. clothing that you can get in the United States. But somehow, Syrian refugees coming looking for asylum were able to be kitted out in 511 TAC gear. And when the person asked them, why are you here? They kind of looked at him and said, we want the good job, the good money. They said, what kind of job? He just kind of smiled and said, I'm sorry, I don't speak any English. Oh, 511 tack here. Yeah, it's not cheap either. Justin, what's bugging you? Good morning, fellas. What's bugging me is they had Fannie Willis's father on TV last night calling uh, uh, an election that happened back in 77, uh, called him a cracker multiple times. And it's just weird to me how... You know, the MSN and CNN and all these guys, you know, they're just so anti-racist. But if it's a black guy saying cracker, it's okay. Just frustrates me. Have a great day, guys. Maybe he's just an elderly man with a poor memory. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm. Jen, what's bugging you? Good morning. About the caller who got rear-ended, what's bugging me is the state minimum insurance. It's kind of like, you know, people can break the law whenever and steal however much they want. Well, cars no longer cost $10,000, so if you get hit, you have to pay for your own coverage to repair your own car under the underinsured or under uninsured motorist, and that's what's bugging me. They should be the ones paying for it. Yep, absolutely, because if they're not, guess who is paying for it? We are. Mm-hmm. Punish the people that are doing the right thing, All right? right. Something's wrong with that picture, Bob. Sure is. Hey, thanks for your participation. What's bugging you? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. It is 728. Coming up at 805, we're going to talk to State Senator Keith Perry. Lots of things happening in Tallahassee, and we'll let you know about all of them coming up in about 30 minutes. New shows. It's Glenn Beck. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. New on the sky. And more news. Hear about it first. Talk about it now. The dawn of a new era. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Hit the deck, here comes the space junk. What? Falling out of the sky. Space junk falling out of the sky. Wow. Crazy. They don't even know where it's going to hit. But I'm saying duck and cover now anyway. Just, just in, in case. case. Yeah. Mm. But I don't have my... I don't have my desk from school. What am I supposed to? <laughs> well, we could also go in the hall and uh, put your head between your knees. That's that was the other option. And kiss so. your goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Uh, Seven thirty-five on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the uh, top stories: European Space Agency. They have a satellite. Okay. It is expected to re-enter and hopefully largely burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. And uh, this thing could hit any time now. That's a little scary. They're saying that they were guessing 1132 Eastern time. They're not sure where, but they've got it down to the minute. Yeah, can't they follow a certain sort of rotation and make calculations and at least give a ballpark thing? I mean, if you know what time, you should know where. I know where it's going to fall. Do you really? Yeah, in the Indian Ocean. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Watch. 
Okay. Watch and see. All right. This is like this have flashback of uh yeah, I guess we would have been in high school when Skylab was falling. Remember that? Yeah. Remember Skylab? Yeah. It was what, seventy eight, nine, something like that? Something something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I was busy skipping school. I didn't have time to learn about that. <laughs> you, were, you weren't listening to the news. <laughs> <laughs> we were. They had open lunch back then, and don't worry, oh. my class completely ruined that. And okay. Kids could not leave the campus after that because there were a few of us. <clears throat> a few, well, a few. Let me just say they were friends. Was uh-huh. even it wasn't even me. Uh huh. They would go down to like Nino's Pizza in Fort Myers, which is about a twenty. Four, three mile. That's a little far to go for lunch. Depends when, how um, fast you're driving, Greg. <laughs> Depends how fast you're driving. Yeah, good point. As the spacecraft's re-entry is natural, how do you call it natural? You you had to launch something yeah. up into space, yeah. made out of metal and other things, and if its re-entry is natural, you mean? What goes up must, must come, come down. down. Yeah, okay, that, well, that's Gravity, natural. that part is natural. Okay. But, but, yeah, it's still your space junk. So, Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it's not functioning, so there's no kind of maneuvers they can perform, so uh, it's impossible okay. to know exactly uh, where it's going to go. I have a guess that this thing is going to mostly burn up, and let's hope so, because it weighs 5,000 pounds. I think they were, it, just for a visual, they are saying it's about the size of a school bus. Really? Size-wise, School yeah. bus probably weighs more than that, though. Well, size, not necessarily weight, but yeah. Oh, okay. But if, if, but if something the size of a school bus, even if it only weighs 5,000 pounds and hits you, and it's on fire, it's a bad day. <laughs> it's on fire. I'm just saying. And it's hurtling toward yes, Earth at whatever's, uh, what's terminal, terminal velocity. Yeah, right. It, it's going to leave a mark. What is terminal velocity? I don't remember. 121.2. I don't know. I thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, you were at Nino's Pizza that day. <laughs> it's possible. Why don't you ask me? Uh-huh. I know all about yeah. geometry and pi. Okay, I see. Ask me about the square area yeah. of oh. a round pizza. I see what you did there. The answer yes. is in my belly. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. It's only Wednesday. Uh, what is it now that the members of the established media now have kind of shifted away. Just yesterday, I think it was Salzburg, one of the uh, publishers of the New York Times, uh, he said the Biden people called him and said, hey, knock it off. Talking about Biden's age, knock it off. They told him. And he said, of course, I disregarded that. But that's one interesting note. But maybe they called other established media outlets because in recent weeks now, they seem to be now moving from a position of old tired Joe with memory lapses to, well, yeah, his poor memory, um, that his health is acute and that any speculation to the contrary is ageist and right-wing media conspiracy theory. His health is acute, meaning a, what, a temporary But serious condition, isn't that usually what acute means? The media's defense is the latest effort to support Biden, who is trailing in the national 2024 polling to former President Donald Trump. So the right made up that Joe's old. He's really not old. He's really not early dementia, senile. The right made all that up. Yeah, they... they, 
Yeah, they they were trying to uh, defend him mm. now and and the age issue. Joy yeah. Reid, if you're concerned about Joe Biden's age, you probably don't know Joe Biden. Oh, here we go. S- that's really? MSNBC, CNN's Anna, Anna Navarro. Biden is actually in good shape. A commentator, oh, mentally he's quite acute. That's how they use the term acute. I thought they meant it as in, it's distressing, it's problematic, he has an issue. Mm-hmm. No, now they're saying he's mentally he's quite acute. I don't even know if that's really a proper way to use that either. Um, CNN commentator, any age um, who engages with him or reporters, uh, we can see this. The gears of his mind are working. Hmm. Yeah, just every once in a while the whole transmission falls out, I guess. But other than that, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's working just fine. The gears are working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not connected. There's no axle. No, it's not connected to anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not. They're, they're turning all right. They're the gears spinning. are turning, but when the rubber hits the road, sometimes it's Biden's whole body hits the road. Oh, not, man. Yeah. It's not pretty. Apparently, he was going up by Air Force One again and I nearly know. slipped. And they're and they're, he's using the, the short uh, stairwell. He still has issues with that. Oh, and another commentator on CNN. The right-wing media has so fixated on Biden and Biden purportedly having cognitive issues. Purportedly. Right. So what you see and hear (laughs) on television. Oh, is that all AI putting flaws in? Max Headroom. Yeah, well, there's a flashback for you. Yeah, there you go. No, That's there, before they, they got the digital things worked out. He was. Th- there's a reason that there are composite videos on things like YouTube, which will show you 13 times he got lost on stage or 15 times he did this. Uh, nobody has to make anything up. Another commentator said, it's not just making an issue of Biden's age. It's lying. It's saying he's senile. He is. It's saying he's demented. He talks to dead people. Yeah. So there's a problem here. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. CNN's uh, Matthew Chance. Russian television has been filled with speculation about President Biden's age, about his mental state of mind. Hmm. Uh, another one. That's an issue pushed by right-wing media, but it's not correct. What's not correct? And 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 I love how they keep trying to make age a number Mm -hmm. at the same time defend this advanced number as we all know any of us who still have some remaining cognition here's what we know age doesn't necessarily equate to mental fitness or mental acuity it doesn't and no better example of that uh, exists than the actual difference and the disparity between one Donald Trump and one Joe Biden. Yes. They tried to they tried to forcefully package them together. They're both old. Right. They're both old and shouldn't be reelected. Then the lefty lefties in the media, they go, oh, holy cow, what wait, what are we saying? We don't have anybody else. Exactly. Even they thought it's like Biden's not gonna run. Mm-hmm. Who are they gonna put in there? Who are they gonna put in there? And then they realize, they go, we better stop talking about age. He really is going to be the candidate. Yeah. So yeah. far. You judge for yourself whether, uh, you know, Trump is still sharp. We'll play you some sound bites coming up. And then, uh, 
In the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to State Senator Keith Perry about all the things going on in Tallahassee and how they may affect you. It's all coming up. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, live and local on 97.3 The Sky. The problem is, Joe Biden is old, old. His history and experience are loathsome. Even when he had a mind, they were loathsome. Six weeknights on 97.3 The Sky. Seven fifty on the Bob Rose Show. Ten minutes until eight o'clock, and then after eight, we're going to talk to State Senator Keith Perry. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassie. Morning, Greg. Good morning. All right, uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about. I promised you um, Donald Trump, didn't I? Did I promise you that? I did. Okay, because we were talking about how the media has kind of shifted gears to, oh, let's let's not talk about the age of joe biden in fact let's defend joe biden it's just right-wing lunatics that are talking about his age and his decline right yeah so we're all a bunch of kooks and what you're seeing and hearing and how joe biden behaves don't believe your eyes is what the mainstream right. media is trying to tell you mm-hmm. all right So the audience was super excited, and they were actually polled about their VP choices as Donald Trump had taken the stage with Laura Ingram in a town hall in Greenville, South Carolina, last night. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, One of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, Obviously, Tim Scott. Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list? Yeah he, yeah, he said yeah. But then he really highlighted uh, South Carolinian, and, well, you'll know who he's talking about. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, and he doesn't like talking about himself, but boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. You know, think about what Donald Trump said there. And by the way, I concur with him 100%. Tim Scott is not the kind of man. He has too much humility to promote himself. It, it, it that's not an easy or natural thing uh, for a lot of people to be able to do that. And Tim Scott, he's great at talking about Trump and his policies and why they work, etc. So I, I again, uh, you know, that was kind of my pick. I thought that Trump would go with uh, Tim Scott. That was very early on, and. Uh, I have to say, it's looking more and more like that, but it's certainly not, the process is not over. And to make your point, though, the difference when you hear Biden speak versus the way he just talked about Tim Scott, talk about night and day. Yeah, Biden slips more and more. He's always done this his whole career, but more often now, he slips into that angry Joe. And um, he, it's not a comfortable feeling when he goes in that, it does make him sound like the angry old man who's chasing you off his 
front lawn. Uh, but back to Trump and policies, one of the things that came up was uh, Trump and his, whatever his relationship is with Putin, will he be soft on him? I had sanctions on Russia that nobody's ever put there before. In fact, Biden took them off. It's just misinformation. Anybody that walked in and ended, and remember this, Putin took land from every president of our last five, except for one, me. That is, that says something. Last five presidents, except for Donald J. Trump. And he talked about other things. He talked about the tariffs and China and, you know, the electric vehicles and all that. And he said, look, if I, if I didn't put tariffs on the vehicles coming in from China, they would have already flooded our market. It's like a 27.5% tariff. Right. And Laura Ingram was trying to get him to say, well, do you think if Biden gets a second term that he will, you know, take those away? And, he, you know, he didn't go directly to it right away. But then eventually he said, yeah, I think he I think he will. So we, we don't even know the amount of damage that Biden would do mm-hmm. if he was if he was able to, frankly. Well, you mentioned uh, yesterday and then kind of reminded us earlier, I think today, well, he kind of, as they the headline read, put the brakes on the whole EV push because he's really cramming that down our throat. That would be another thing that he wouldn't have backed off on now going into this election season if there hasn't been a lot of pushback. He'd be just ramming it down our throat like crazy and here's the thing is you know the whatever you want to call them you know the the biased media the mm-hmm. lamestream media whatever they're never going to tout any success anything positive about trump right so there is a large very large group of people who the only thing they know about trump is that what the media tells them that he's authoritarian mm-hmm. he's going to dis- destroy democracy yep etc and that's all they know Ugh. because they refuse to tell the positive sides and the things that he did accomplish all right coming up state senator keith perry we're going to talk to him next on 97.3 the sky misinformation whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. You need leadership, and this country does not have leadership. Every candidate. We defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It's 8.07. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Lots of stories, including space junk that is predicted to fall out of the sky around 11.30 our time. And they're not sure where it's going to go. It's from uh, European uh, Space Center. And uh, it's come. It's about uh, five thousand pounds in the size of a school bus. Other than that, there's nothing to worry about. Wow, I feel better. All right, um, let's uh, let's check in with State Senator Keith Perry. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing well. We're in our last uh, three weeks. We got we'll finish up this week. We got uh, two more to go, and so it's a kind of a 
a rush to the finish line. One of the things uh, on the list I wanted to ask you about was um, uh, squatters versus uh, property rights. Um, how's that moving along? You know, it is obviously getting pushback from, you know, leftist groups on this thing that, you know, think that we should protect people who break into your home. Uh, it's pretty amazing that we have uh, laws on the books that don't protect homeowners. Um, and, and so we're going to change that. This bill, uh, you know, and there's some safeguards into that. We're, you're not going to throw people out who have a legitimate right to be in the house. But people are just moving in. And if you watched... Uh, uh, news in Jacksonville, Lady Miss Peoples, you know, she had two rental properties. She retired, thought she'd buy some rental properties, fixed them up, decided to put one for sale, put a for sale sign up. Next thing you know, people are living in it. Uh, she drives around the corner from her house, and uh, there's pit bulls in the front yard. She goes in the back. She confronts this lady. This lady threatens her. She calls the police. Uh, she's outside because the lady threatened her. So she's outside of her own house, and the police come and say, no, you can't, you can't do anything. Um, and so she lived there six weeks. The lady had to get a lawyer, sue, and uh, eventually won. But the, the lady, that they did about $40,000 in damage. And then that, that lady and that family, moved, when they finally got evicted, moved uh, a few blocks away into another vacant house. Oh, my. That's I agree. That's frustrating, ridiculous. I know that it was always, you know, the evil land barons would, you know, kick somebody out to get $10 a month more in rent. That's why laws existed, I guess, to protect renters. But now um, we never thought that property owners would need protection, but they sure do. This is a nationwide problem. At least we're addressing it in Florida. Yeah, and we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. We had a little few hiccups, like say, there's some, some groups here, unfortunately, that get behind the scenes and do stuff, but I'm um, we've got it through two committee stops. I'm going to hopefully have it up in rules, which will be the last committee stop next week, and then uh, we'll get it to the floor, um, you know, before the, before we finish. But this is, you know, critical protecting people's property. So, so we did, you know, we, we'll get that done. Um, got a couple other things. We yesterday we passed uh, the last stop of a bill. This is pretty simple bill on the history of communism. You know, we used to teach that a long time ago. Yeah. in the high schools. If you would, if, if anybody, any of your viewers want to go on, I chair education appropriations. We heard this in our bill, in our committee yesterday by Senator Collins. If you want to go online, just go uh, floridasenate.gov, go to the video archives of yesterday's education appropriations. You listen to the testimony of people who came from Cuba, Venezuela. Uh, they had a huge group from uh, Vietnam. And when the, the communists took over South uh, Vietnam, you're talking about some of the most horrific personalized stories uh, that are just, you know, they're unbelievable. And, and we're not teaching people. You know, there's, there's some surveys that show, I don't know, 20 or 30 percent of youth in uh, high school and college think that communism and socialism are okay. You hear the real-life testimony. This, you know, we're not talking about ancient history. We're talking about stuff that just happened in our lifetime and is still happening, obviously. It, it's horrific what these people, um, these people, uh, tyrants do when they take over um, a, a country. So that, that was a real important bill. Um, we had a lot of attention. Um, we had a few people who waved in opposition. I wanted to almost call them up to the podium and ask them why would they, not, yeah. why would they oppose this, but I didn't, we, we didn't have enough time in our committee on that. 
Uh, these are crazy times we're living in. I mean, look, look at how the attorney general said you're a domestic terrorist if you actually care about your kids' education, the curriculum, and you show up at a school board meeting. But, you know, uh, this governor has stood strong and looking out for parental rights. Uh, my understanding is House Bill 1069 expands upon those parental rights. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and Bob, let's think about this. We We worry about a lot of things. We worry about voter integrity and all these things are every year and voter fraud. All you have to do is just educate an, uh, a generation the, on the wrong stuff and, and you lose every election anyway. I mean, it, you know, you elect the wrong people. And so education is critical. And, and another thing, if you want to watch the video, you can go on the Latcher County School Board. So we passed a bill saying that here certain topics are inappropriate uh, for certain age groups. They call it book banning. And if you want to call it pornographic book banning i guess you can but uh we we don't burn books we say they're just not appropriate in certain government facilities which are schools or government facilities and we're not going to have your kid uh there's a lady named crystal morrill uh who's a professor at the university of florida who opposed to a couple of books do you know what the school board did these forms you have to fill out are pretty detailed the very first thing that the school board did was release her personal information to the media and, of course, you imagine being a professor at UF, uh, what would happen when wow. you're part of the book ban? Um, she was just people she thought were really close friends and allies suddenly, have, have, you know, disassociated. Well, if you watch just her last um, hearing, you're supposed to make an objection, and then it's up to the school board to prove that the book should be. They're not up to you to prove that it should be off. You watch a two-hour kangaroo court that our school board funds pays for an attorney uh, to be on that and to fight this lady on these books that are blatantly inappropriate for young kids in elementary school, blatantly. And But we have a school board that spends taxpayer dollars to fight these things. You, again, you can go online, go to the school board, look at the archives, uh, look at this thing, and you, you'll be disgusted that we have a school system and a school board that allows this to happen and treats parents this way. Um, so I'm looking at how we can change that. It's, it's tough this year, um, but I'm still looking at any tweaks we can do. And if not, I'm going to try. I won't be here, but we're going to try to get people to change that next year to protect the parent who has a legitimate complaint against the school board. You, you've been all over this issue. You brought materials here into the studio when you were here at one time, and the the, the language and the materials that were based for, for kids, I think they were like in fifth or sixth grade, we couldn't really talk about them on the air. It it wasn't the proper setting yet. They want to feed the kids this kind of stuff. So uh, I know I know what you're talking about. And like you say, people can go to that Florida Senate.gov site. Let me ask you one more thing about uh, another bill, nicotine products. What's going on there at Senate Bill uh, 1006? Yeah, so that's a bill I had. We had a hearing yesterday, the the last committee hearing, and then we'll get that to the floor. Uh, we had a lawsuit. The state of Florida sued Juul and a lot of these other manufacturers on deceptive marketing practices that they were used doing. And I think out of the 21 cases, they've settled 20. I think only one is still in suit. But what happened was, and those all the companies, Juul and, and all those, as soon as that lawsuit found it, stopped that marketing toward children. And uh, but as soon as they did, these Chinese companies come came in, and now Florida is the number one na- state state in the nation to get illicit and illegal vaping uh, drugs and uh, the the products that dist- uh, distribute that. So my bill simply says you have to be registered with the FDA, 
and if you're not registered with the FDA, that the state of Florida, the FDA regulates all the nicotine products. So we're not we're not rewriting the regulations on it. We're saying they have to be approved by the FDA. If you try to sue a company in China, uh, you know, good yeah. luck. You yeah. take eight, ten years, you can do it. And you could win in eight or ten years, and then you'll never get a judgment. And these co- companies are just changing their name. So you're, you're seeing we have um, vaping equipment or whatever you call it, dispensers, that look like a highlighter. Wow. Uh, we had them that sit on your jacket like a drawstring on your jacket. Uh, they even have, I was talking to uh, uh, one of my colleagues, a black senator from South Florida, who said that they have hair braid things that are not their vaping uh, things. So, it's you know, we're going to get some regulation in that, and we're not trying to end vaping. We're not trying to regulate vaping except for to say you have to go under the FDA. And the FDA is not doing their job as far as enforcement of their own rules, so we're going to give power to the state of Florida to enforce some of these rules right right on state senator keith perry we always appreciate your time when the uh session's over we invite you to come in the studio and talk about some of the things uh, you were able to accomplish we'd love to hear from you again all right bob and greg thanks take care all right great to hear from you state senator keith perry on the bob rose show good morning and welcome we've got a lot more to talk about including uh donald trump and the town hall meeting last night in south carolina it's coming up on 97.3 the sky Sean Hannity. Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. 821 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy here as well. And the time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. So we just had State Senator Keith Perry on the air. And if you missed it, all you got to do is follow the sky and never miss a minute with just a click of the sky 973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you get the show, the Bob Rose Show podcast, every minute of the show. You can stay connected because he really did cover a lot of material. And remember, you know, the words of Ronald Reagan, you know, we have this constitutional republic, these freedoms, it's all great. But at any given time, you know, it's only a generation away from us losing it, you know, that we have to be vigilant. Here we are. You know, here's here's the new generation coming up and they haven't been taught about the downside of socialism and communism. They haven't really been taught about it. So it starts to take on sort of a romantic kind of theme. You know, Che Guevara shirts, things like that, born out of sheer ignorance. So Ronald Reagan, of course, was right, and he warned us. And then, you know, the issue about property rights and the story that State Senator Perry shared with us about this woman, I believe, in Jacksonville, who... You know, had a couple rental properties. It was basically her, you know, her income as part of her retirement as, you know, as she advanced in age. And she put one of the homes up for sale and squatters moved in and took her many weeks and like $40,000 in damage they did. Plus she had to pay attorneys and all that. And then the family that was squatting went down the road and moved into another home under very similar circumstances. That's just crazy. It is. And, and and I can tell you, historically, you know, 
poor people didn't have much choice. And so they'd go to rent, let's say, this beat-up apartment. Sure. Well, another family would come along and say, hey, I'll give you $10 more a month. Remember that $10 would be the equivalent of more today, but still, for a for a small amount more, yeah, I, I'd like to get that apartment. So the greedy you know, landowner, homeowner, whatever, kicks out the people. They had no rights. They were renters. Mm-hmm. Get out. They didn't have any recourse. So the law, you know, came in and and helped these people to prevail when they were getting unlawfully booted from the premises. Well, of course, those laws got strengthened. And to the point to when the homeowners... Yeah. It's almost like they were guilty until proven innocent. I really own this home. Mm-hmm. And that nightmarish story that Keith Perry shared with us, I know has been duplicated oh, yes. We've heard many, that. many times. Yeah. And the squatters are getting, they're, uh, they're much more educated, if you will, on how to buy time, how to play the game. Most of these people don't work. They've got nothing else to do. They're going to play the game at your expense. They don't give two well, squats about you, for lack of a better term. Well, and you got these advocates for them fighting for their rights, which you shouldn't even at that point even have any rights. You're squatting. Yeah, it's just it's a mess. I, I mean, I I, under, this, I understand protecting good law-abiding Absolutely. renters. Yes, but I mean that's protected these days by the signing of a lease, and the terms are very clear. And the person renting you the house, if they break the terms of the agreement or vice versa, again, that's clear. Breach mm-hmm. of contract. Something's been drawn up. For people who can just squat in the house and say, well, we're here. Yeah. And then law enforcement's hands are tied, which, you know, I don't know if I fully understand that. If they can't prove they're there, oh, can you show me a lease? Now you're trespassing. Show me, sh- you know what? Show me your canceled check. Show me even where you did bank withdrawals on a monthly basis sure. to pay the rent. Anything. Right. Show me something. Right. Or get out of the house. You know, we'll we'll be back in 24 hours. Be gone. Yes. So, yes, you've got to strengthen that side of the... It's the property owners that are paying property taxes. They're adding and helping uh, making society better. And these squatters are getting away with it. Look, we're rewarding bad behavior. Absolutely. What has that ever turned into something good? Never. When you reward bad behavior, it invites more of it, much more of it. And that's exactly what's taking place. But how many times you do stories, that, unfortunately, is a common theme in our society right now. Is that all part of the plan? Well, yeah. I I think, you know, within that whole framework of the rules for radicals type Mm -hmm. thinking, Saul Alinsky... um, and, and the far left, the Marxist, yeah. I mean, that's look, anything they can do to disrupt law and order and create chaos, certainly yep. this is one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it's sad. It, it, it's sad that then you've got to have lawmakers that go to work and they've got to rectify uh, the law, strengthen the law. But in many cases, you might still have to get an attorney and things like that. It's just. Um, well, it's like with the woman with the house. I think she's going to get back her attorney's fees from no. the squatters. And the $40,000 in damage they it's did? Just no. Gone. No. No. I mean, because usually renter's insurance is different than homeowner's insurance. Usually the renter's insurance is purchased by the renter. Right. I'm sure they didn't have that. No. And then I don't know what you can do as a property owner if you have a case for 
damage done to right. rental property. I'm, by I'm a, just not because that it's damage by a third party. So yeah, you, right. you would hope there's some recourse there, but you've still got a deductible. And, and yeah, you know, so yeah, and try to get blood out of turnips. I mean, yeah, people yeah, are turnips. Yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. Turnips are good. Yeah. Good for you. That's a good point. All right, we've got a lot of other things we're going to get to, including suing the state because they took away your kid because you didn't use the correct pronoun. I'm serious. We'll dig into this one next on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. It is 828. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Right now on this sky. We executed our constitutional duty impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. Yes, it happens. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. This bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The news station. Inflation. Prices are still too high. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Stay on top. News here in Florida. At the top. I turn on the sky. Boom. News. News. At the top. Every hour. News that affects my life. When I need it. My news. Sky News. The news station. News Talk. 97.3. The Sky. Everywhere you turn, almost every story we do, it makes you scratch your head, shake your head. It, yeah. The world has really gone cuckoo Mm-mm. for Cocoa Puffs. They're just cuckoo. Mm, yeah. Cocoa puffs. Hey, it is uh, 834. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting what we do. We really appreciate it. So, yeah, the whole pronoun pronoun thing and all that, rearing its ugly head. So there's a Catholic couple in Indiana. They're asking the Supreme Court to hold the state of Indiana accountable for keeping their child out of their home. Were they abusing the child? Refused to get the child medical care? Were they starving the child? Were they were they treating this child in in any way that, you know, could be called malicious or dangerous or hurtful or No. They simply declined to use his chosen name and pronouns. Uh, you know, typically, uh, from what I remember traditionally, it's actually parents who decide what their child is going to be called and named. Well, that might be changing. Real. That might be changing. Oh, the state okay. now is going to step in. Yeah. Um, I mean, how dare you even suggest uh, what your child <laughs> oh, is okay. based on how they feel. Uh-huh. You shouldn't name that child till they're at least seven. <laughs> and then, based on what name they choose, you get the appropriate... Uh, surgical enhancements to make their little dreams come true. This is a mess. It is crazy. In MC versus JC versus the uh, MC and JC versus Indiana Department of Child Services, that's Mary and Jeremy Cox. They're appealing to the Supreme Court after they were investigated by Indiana officials for refusing to refer to their son using pronouns and a name consistent with his biological sex. And, you know, they would know, like, it's your child. Mm-hmm. They're there when the child's born. Yeah. They're there when the birth certificate is done. You take the child, the birth certificate home. Mm-hmm. Um, that child is born uh, with either one of two sexes, unless they're literally a one in 
35 million case, or maybe even higher than that. So uh, Beckett is pursuing the case on behalf of the Coxes, arguing state courts allowed Indiana to keep the child from living in his parents' home due to their disagreement with the child's gender identity because of their religious beliefs. Does it even have to go to the religious beliefs? It shouldn't have to go that far. It shouldn't. It should be a simple biology. Yes. And the state can come in and say, hey, you know, at 18, you can make all kinds of decisions, including how you want to dress and the name you want to go by. Sure. But for right now, Uh, you have to... Whatever happened to respect your parents? Yeah. Honor oh. honor your mother and your father? Oh. Mm, it gets in the way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? Um, notably, upon completing the investigation, the state determined the allegations of abuse were unsubstantiated, but, but still argued that the disagreement over gender, gender identity was distressing to their child. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. You know what else is distressing to a child? Do a chore. Go pull those weeds. Yeah. Can you help with the dishes? Dad needs you outside. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, how do you determine what distressing is? You know what d- distressing when I was growing up? Uh, I got a test Monday morning, and I didn't study for it. Whoops. Yeah. Whose fault was that? Uh, you're wrong. That's right. But we can't do that anymore. Everything is blamed on someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this was, they thought, the state felt like it was distressing their child. Yeah, you know, discipline can be distressing. Yeah, because it's sometimes not fun. Yeah. You don't enjoy it. No. But is it good for you? Yes. Okay. You're there to raise a child, Mm R-A-I-S-E, that doesn't just include... Feeding, clothing, and housing the child. That's not raising a child. Right. And all the things that go with that. Of course, that's not important anymore. And in fact, think about it. The destruction of the family is what a lot of these far-left weirdos want to see. Lori Wyndham, Vice President, Senior yep. Counsel at Beckett, told Fox News Digital that no parent should ever have to endure what Mary and Jeremy have been forced to go through, keeping a child away from loving parents because of their religious beliefs, even when the state admits there was no abuse or neglect, is wrong and it's against the law, she said. The court should take this case and make clear that other states can't take children away because of ideological disagreements. Let me just throw something in there, Greg. What would happen if the parents wanted the kid to identify as, say, a girl, and the little boy didn't want to go along with it? Now, that would be distressing. And that would have also been a time in our country where that would have been seen as wrong. Yeah, abusive. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Then that child might be taken out of your custody because you literally are messing with that child's head. Yeah. Yeah. So the state looks at it like you're messing with their head if you try to refer to what they were at their biological birth. It's crazy. In 2019, uh, Mary and Jeremy's son told them that he identified as a girl, but in line with their Catholic religious beliefs that God created human beings with immutable uh, sex, male or female. 
They do not believe in referring to him using pronouns in a name inconsistent with his biology. I mean, that was 2019. It's 2024. Are you kidding me? In addition, the Coxes believe that their son was struggling with underlying mental health conditions, which a lot of people don't go there, Mm -hmm. but which is either at the root or very much a part of this whole equation. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell kids that are already have some issues, you know, drum into their head that, hey, you know what? Maybe it's because, you know, you're really uh, a girl inside. Mm-hmm. And that you don't feel good about life maybe because of that. You plant these seeds and ideas. Put it in the shows they watch. Maybe uh, on the social media platforms they're on. Maybe Ma- your school counselor. Make it not just acceptable. Make it cool. Yes. Kids with mental health issues want to be accepted by a group. Yep. Here's a group that will accept you. Right? Yep. Wow. Uh, The Coxes believe that their son was struggling with underlying conditions, including an eating disorder, so they sought therapeutic care for both. But in 2021, Indiana officials began investigating the Coxes after a report found they were not referring to their child by his preferred gender identity, removing the teen from their custody and placing him in a gender-affirming home. Oh, my goodness. That's the power of the state. Boy, if you think this can't happen, this this is not some other country in Europe where they're even farther ahead of this crazy curve. That's here. What would, how would we change the saying? As long as you're under my roof, the state can come in at any time and tell me what to do. So you're right, young man, young lady, Whatever young you be. she, her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy. It is. And uh, they claimed that uh, the Coxes made the child's eating disorder worse. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Even though it worsened further after he was removed and placed in a transition-affirming home. And remember, they were already seeking health care for the child to deal with that issue, the eating issue. The Indiana Department of Child Services declined, of course, a uh, Fox News request for comment, saying DCS does not comment on ongoing litigation, right? They won't comment on any ongoing investigation. But they'll come take your kid. Yeah. That they will. And not be held accountable? Yeah. Wow. See, that's a lot of power. That's... And That's these are and fun. these are like uh, what do you call them? They're they're government kind of bureaucrats, if you will. Sure. And they're like, uh, yeah, I have the power to take your kid. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, watch this. Mm-hmm. And once they can do it, do you think they go, ooh, maybe we we're a little over the top on that one, or do they think I'll use this power whenever and wherever I think it's appropriate, and I think it's appropriate almost all the time. Yep. This is what every parent is afraid of, Mary and Jeremy said in a press release. We love our son and wanted to care for him, but the state of Indiana robbed us of that opportunity by taking him from our home and banning us from speaking to him about gender. We're hopeful that the justices will take up our case and protect other parents from having to endure uh, the nightmare that we did. Wow. And when the case was first heard in trial court, Indiana officials argued that the child should be in a home where she is accepted for who she is. Yep, and they restricted visitation just a few hours once a week. 
from a growing child. Wow. And barred him completely, barred them completely from them speaking about religious views on human sexuality and gender identity. The court determined that the Coxes were fit parents, but it upheld the removal of their child. And that was upheld by an appeals court. That makes no sense. Punish the family. Punish religion or yep. Christianity. Yep. Punish those things. Break them down. Break down morality, ethics, society. Break it down. Mm-hmm. And so far, they're getting away with it. 845 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And there's a lot more to talk about coming up on 97.3 The Sky. Complaining on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram is not the same thing as getting involved in your community. The Dana Show. Sitting online complaining is not the same thing as electioneering. Now, night, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome, my friends. It's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's 849. It's also a... Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Trump was on with Laura Ingram, uh, town hall meeting yesterday, Greenville, South Carolina. Great crowd on hand, rousing applause when the president came in. He looked good. Oh, yeah. He looked healthy, strong in his statements. He looked strong physically. And, uh, well, one of the questions that came up was because he is... Uh, you know, they tried to do the Russia, Russia, Russia thing and put them together with Putin. Mm-hmm. The question was, uh, would you be soft on Putin? I had sanctions on Russia that nobody's ever put there before. In fact, Biden took them off. It's just misinformation. Anybody that walked in and ended, and remember this, Putin took land from every president of our last five, except for one, me. Ooh. Yeah, there's something to say about wow. that, isn't there? I there mean, is. how does a left argue that? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there, there there are so many things that the you know the mainstream media is just not going to tell you when it's positive about Trump. The Abraham Accords, you know that that was huge in the Middle East, and they they're just they don't want to tell you that, and they don't want to tell you how the tariffs have been highly effective in protecting business and and penalizing uh, like the Chinese that dump products mm-hmm. and end up you know destroying whole sets of manufacturing here in this country but anyway you know the best way is to hear it from you know from him yourself yeah in a lot of cases right oh and he did say i watched it and he said that yeah he would have as many debates you know pretty much what biden was willing to do well that's zero yeah, that's what he thinks. He thinks he probably wouldn't, but he says I think the American people, you know, need to need to know, you know, about this choice that they have. They mm-hmm. need, they need to be informed, they need to know. And uh yeah, he said he would debate him, you know, any time. As many times as he would. I I can't see it happening. He even went oh, so no. far as to say I don't care if uh CNN moderates it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Joe, just, I mean, again, you'd have to pump him up on whatever they did for his last, uh, you know, speech when they ended up calling him basically a senile old guy. Uh, whatever they gave him that night kind of kept him going for a while. But to get through a whole debate, which, you know, asking, answering questions that hopefully they wouldn't be giving them ahead of time, 
Uh, that'd be tough for him. Well, they, they have powerful stimulants. Uh, 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 Provigil or something it's called. Provigil. Yeah. That uh, I know the White House gives out. Right. And yeah, this would be something that, you know, maybe pilots on a mission, things like that, or your special forces might possibly procure stuff like that. Um, it is given to people that do like shift work where maybe their shifts change often, mm. but doctors are extremely reluctant to give it out because it is so powerful. And uh, I, I think he's probably on that or something very similar. Well, we see more than one Joe Biden. I mean, you've got the moments where everyone around is applauding, reacting to something, and he's standing there just like nobody's well, home. And you wonder, do they have long-term studies of people that they stimulate like this that have a deteriorating capacity, yeah. can get them to operate at a higher capacity, but very temporarily, yes. and then is there a long-term cost to to pay for that. In other words, when they come down, mm, right. will they come back a little more deteriorated and so on? Right. You know what I mean? Like you, actually you've adding used, to you've the used process. Up those cells already. They don't come back. Yeah, kind of a thing. But yeah, yeah. Well, right. It, well, yeah. I guess. How would you look at it? Like, you know, you got a twelve-cylinder engine when you're forty and exercising, and you're at your peak. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you still got that engine, but you know, only ten cylinders are working. Right. And then only eight now. Can you make an eight-cylinder perform like a 12-cylinder? Yeah, temporarily, and you run right. it at 11,000 RPMs, and then it blows up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Just there's, saying. There's definitely more than one of him. So. Maybe he needs a different kind of performance-enhancing drug. Okay. Maybe it's not a drug that he needs. Maybe it's a computer chip. Huh. Elon Musk has just recently been nominated uh, for a Nobel Peace Prize. But that has to do with his great work in defending uh, freedom of speech by the purchasing of Twitter, now X. And uh, so he is being nominated officially. But Elon Musk, also in the news for this, he claims that Neuralink's, that's his company, Neuralink, uh, the first human patient with the company's what they're referring to in this article as creepy brain chip implant, <laughs> okay. All right. can now move a computer mouse cursor using just their thoughts. Hmm. When, when you hear me say that, what, what comes to mind? I think several things, though. I don't know. It, 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 okay. It's a little weird. Real quick. I used to have these dreams, and I still get them every once in a while, but they're way spread out than they used to be, yeah. that I had the power in my mind right. to move something. Okay. A lot of times, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but I'd wake up after that kind of dream, and I would have a headache. Like, sure. I must have really been oh, yeah. concentrating in my right. dream. So so you've got that, that ability that I think is kind of a dream that humans could mm-hmm. do. Without touching it, they could move something. Sure. The, it also makes me think of... What was a movie at one point called Firestarter? Oh, yeah. I think right. it was a little girl that yes. could just think hard enough, and she could start a fire. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm just wondering, wow, what is this going to open us up to? Neuralink. And, and, and wow. since it is, you know, related to the computer and all of that, I guess there's a, a possibility of it getting hacked. 
Oh, no, there's a whole other weird thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This is sounding a little more uh, sci-fi every time we get a little another thought that kind of progresses. And and then how does AI come into this? This is Bob Rose, your cyborg radio host. Well, they don't even sound like that anymore, The though, only thing different is Bob Rose never made a mistake. Cachortle, <laughs> cachortle. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, they think this implant... I guess is working. Hmm. Okay. At least anecdotally. Yeah. So what's next? Good question. I know what's next. What's that? Nine o'clock stretch. Really? Yep. And okay. I know what else is next. What's that? We're going to talk to State Senator Blaze Ingolia. Look at you. Always has some interesting uh, things on the agenda. So uh, stick around, my friends. We will get into that momentarily. All right. You're listening to The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, live and local on 97.3 The Sky. Very happy to hear you give everyone the truth. I am so happy I, I can just scream. Sad. I'm very sad the way this country is going. I'm more heartbroken than anything else. Angry. It's just ridiculous and it makes us so angry. I'm just trying to figure out when did we start listening to these freaking weirdos like this? No matter the emotion. That's how I feel and I, I don't know what to do and how we fight back. Talk about it here on the sky. I think it's really important. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Fourth and final hour of our get-together. We affectionately call it the 9 o'clock stretch. They've been working out like me. You really need to stretch. Playing pickleball, pumping iron. You know what I mean, Greg? You're looking ripped, Bob. Why, thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, feeling ripped, feeling good. Uh, Welcome, my friends. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always... uh, Yes, it's always yes. Sad news, canine Leo passed away, took a bullet. Yes. Took a bullet the way he was trained for a law enforcement officer, saved a life. Mm -hmm. Um, But the canine Leo did not make it. University of Florida working on him, uh, doing everything they could try to save the the dog's life and uh, without success. So uh, it's sad. But if you think about the training, this uh, allowed a law enforcement officer to go home to his family. And that's uh, very important. All right. We'll talk about some of that stuff later on. But first, State Senator Blaze Ingolia uh, joins us. Good morning, Senator. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. It's uh, good to hear from you again. Um, I know a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. I'll ask you um, these runoff primary elections. That's the way we used to do it. Like, I don't know, 20 something years ago. And it it wasn't very good or effective and we changed it. Now there's talk of bringing it back. Yeah. The house dropped a, what's called a committee bill. It wasn't a member bill, but it was done by the committee that basically would go back to runoff elections. So, but just for primaries. So basically what would happen is you'd have your uh, primary. And then if somebody doesn't reach 50%, the top two vote getters would go and run in a primary runoff. Uh, until somebody got 50%, and then that person would go to the general election. And I came out yesterday very strong on this. I said I think this is a bad idea for a bunch of reasons. 
first is that it disproportionately hurts conservative candidates. And it's one of the things we always have to worry about is like when they change some of these rules, who are they really going after? I think that uh, conservative candidates um, would be least likely, less likely to make it to the general election under the scheme. But another thing it does is that once you have the primary election, the first one before you hit the runoff, um, your your campaign funds are expended. The only way you can reload that quickly for a runoff is get money from special interests. So I think it's bad policy because it disproportionately hurts conservative candidates and it disproportionately helps special interests from getting the person that they want in the runoff. Well, and, and really your concern should also be for the voters and their will. And historically, uh, before you even get to the run, I mean, to, for the runoff itself, you're getting like, I don't know, 5% turnout. Nobody would show up for these, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but elections that had little meaning otherwise. And and, and then you have the cost of running these extra elections. And like you said, yeah, then the campaign fan, uh, funds, uh, you know, dry up before you get into the to the main election. I, I'm with you. It doesn't make sense. It complicates things and costs more, and it doesn't benefit the voters, in my opinion. So I... I Think I'm totally on board with this, and and just a note, you know, th- this is the kind of thing that irritates those of us who want something like open carry to make it out of committee. Everybody says they'll sign on to it, but they know it won't get out of committee, so they're in a safe zone. And it irritates me when we're messing with, oh, should we have an extra primary for the primary before we go to a runoff primary? It's like, give me a break. What are your thoughts? Well, you're not wrong. A lot of what we see is designed to keep very strong constitutional conservatives out of um, out of power. And what I want everyone to realize here is that Florida is now a red state. And it's a red state because we've been electing more conservatives and we have been enacting conservative policies. We were a purple state uh, with the state with the state at risk of going to uh, Democrat statewide candidates because we moderated. Um, so uh, if we haven't learned our lesson by now, we never will. Well, there's some people that you can never get through to, as clearly we we see evident by the divide we have uh, these days. Okay, let's move on to one that I think that is a lot juicier and people care about. It. Everybody's got a dog in this fight, and that's Senate Bill 7074, property insurance rates and this is a way to i guess uh give us a break on taxation i wasn't even sure that our our property insurance premiums were even taxed yeah they are and this is the tax package that comes out every year this is the tax cut package i should say you know last year we had 2.2 billion dollars worth of tax cuts this year, it's a little bit leaner at the state, so we're only able to offer $900 million, which is almost a billion dollars worth of tax cuts, giving, giving the money back to the people who actually pay and fund the government. But inside there, we have a provision that will take away some of the fees and taxes associated with your insurance policy. Now, um, we know that we did some reforms a couple of years ago, and those reforms, and I think I've said it on the show, are going to take years for it to take hold until we start seeing some substantial rate reductions in policies for insurance premiums. But in the meantime, we have to do whatever we can. And what we did in the tax package is we give, uh, I think it's a total of about $380 million worth of savings passing it on to people who pay homeowners insurance. Now, it's not going to be uh, an overwhelming amount, um, but it will save uh, 
the taxpayers a couple hundred of uh, the ratepayers a couple hundred bucks um, a year. So every little bit helps, and we're just doing our part to make sure that we are helping the situation. Well, yeah, and look, and I don't want to sound you know ungrateful. Uh, now that you tell me it's a couple hundred bucks, that, that might be worthwhile. But so many of us have seen increases in uh, in our insurance rates. I mean, in some cases, forty percent or more. I mean, why is it taking the state so long to put together something? Is there another state we can model a homeowner's insurance after somebody who's really getting it right where rates are low? Great question. Great question. And Texas is the model. And we follow Texas's lead. And we had a special session, I want to say about a year, year and a half ago. And we did a lot of the Texas style reforms. And Texas has proven with those reforms that it will bend the cost curve and it will bring bring rates back down. So um, we did the same thing. We are starting to see the cost curve where the rates are starting to come down. In fact, um, in the presentation in banking insurance, I made the, the note to everyone that if you look at where the rates are, if it wasn't for uh, rampant inflation, which translates into the replacement costs mm-hmm. of home, we probably would have on average a rate reduction this year. So um, a lot of why the rates are going up is because of uh, the cost to replace your home has gone up, which is directly at the, at the shoes of uh, the PETA, Joe Biden. Um, also because people have been gaming the system for a while with frivolous lawsuits. A lot of that has been um, addressed. So it's going to take time. And if it doesn't, Bob, I promise you, I will be the first one to stand up and say that we need to do more. I, I, yeah, and I wish there was uh, an entrepreneurial spirit, somebody who uh, clearly they'd have to have a lot of capital, but to basically start up um, a new group in Florida, and, and maybe they can be pickier or choosier about how they insure, but it would take pressure. I think it would take pressure off the whole market anytime you increase competition. I, I just I see opportunity here. Of course, uh, I don't have two nickels to rub together. I can't get involved, but I, I'd like to see something, you know, from from you know, uh, private, you know, groups funding like that. But Bob, that's the good news. That's the good news because the reforms that we put have attracted a lot of new capital into the state of Florida. We're seeing a lot more insurance companies come to the state of Florida because we put in those reforms. So there is competition starting to drive in the marketplace, but there are still insurance companies that are charging way too much, and we need to get that under control. Well, we appreciate you explaining these things to us, spending some time with us, and, and actually, uh, you know, showing us the silver lining and the good things that, uh, that can be accomplished. So, State Senator Blaze Angolia, let's uh, please keep in touch with us. Of course. Take care, guys. All righty. You too. Good stuff. Hey, coming up, did Trump tip his hand on a VP pick in South Carolina last night? We'll let you decide next on 97.3 The Sky. He brings the brutal truth. They're trying the left to destroy Israel. Mark Levin. Hamas's attack Blinken saw it as an opportunity as they protect the Iranian regime. Six o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning. Pump it up. Happy Hump Day Trump Day. It's 920 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers with the answer is always Yes, it's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Pump it up, brother. Yeah. Are you ready? For what? Well, (laughs) to figure out who is going to be the vice presidential pick 
uh, for Trump as speculation continues. He had a town hall meeting in Greenville, South Carolina, hosted by Fox News uh, uh, host Laura Ingram. Uh, she did a fantastic job. Uh, president, uh, Former president looked good, spry, yep. mm-hmm. on top of things. And apparently they did an audience poll of the people that showed up there uh, about possible vice presidential picks. And uh, Laura Ingram then shared that. Uh, with former President Trump. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Wow. Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Our... our are they all on your short list? They are. they are, he says. And not all of them are short, which is odd. Yeah, um, you know, yeah the Tulsi Gabbard thing, that, that's a bit of a wild card. I generally kind of like where she's coming from when I've heard her. Right. But it was usually within the confines of, uh, say, on the air with, with Tucker Carlson. They've had some great conversations. Mm-hmm. And I know she has a military background as well. Uh, also a uh, former Congress member from Hawaii. But she is a Democrat, or at least she identified as one. I don't know if that changes your pronoun or not. <laughs> um, I, to me, uh, you know, I said Tim Scott a long time ago. Yes, you did. And Tim Scott is big time endorsing Trump. And in fact, Trump talks about what a great job he's done. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, and he doesn't like talking about himself. But boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. Yeah, I, I don't know, at least when I was watching it, I didn't see him really go into any depth or highlight anybody else to that extent. Right. And and maybe I'm a little biased because I thought the pick was going to be Tim Scott a long time ago, so yep. I may be sort of rooting for that so I can constantly pat myself on the back for the next five years. Well, yeah, um, do what you got to do. Because I would never do that. Too much. Um, yeah, remember I said Brady to the Bucks Super Bowl. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I I would say that's tipping your hand a little. Yes, maybe it's a pretty resounding endorsement. It kind of sounds like that. Yes. Okay. And that would be a strong pick, I think. Yeah. But that's what I think. And when it comes to politics, it oh man doesn't always go by no. logic or forethought or anything else. But it's interesting that um, appearing on MSNBC was a former chief strategist for Bush Cheney 2004 campaign, Matthew Dowd. And he basically was, I mean, saying, you know, Nikki Haley just shouldn't have a chance. Here's what he said. He said, she's running in the wrong party. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, the problem she has. It's okay. like the Republican Party that, that she's running from and appealing to no longer exists. Mm. And it's amazing to me, maybe she's realized that, and she thinks going through this process will somehow get her to the other side, and then she'll be available, <sighs> which is very interesting because, no. uh, was it uh, a former uh, spook chief, uh, Mike Morell? Yeah. He gave to her campaign, mm-hmm. and he served under Obama. He's also the guy that will, in my book, forever be known to the guy who helped to organize all the other spooks yep. that signed the letter that said the Hunter laptop that the New York Post reported as Hunters, that the, that 
that laptop from hell, as they referred to it, is Russian disinformation. And here's the problem with that. The FBI already had the computer. They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. that it was Hunter Biden's laptop. And all these spooks knew it as well. Yes, they did. So... So you're going to support somebody that that guy supports? Uh, exactly. Really? Who are you going to support? No. We want somebody establishment, entrenched, somebody who's not going to rock the boat too much. Uh-huh. You see, people in power in both parties, they don't want anybody to rock the boat. Right. Why do you think Jesus had it so tough? Between the Romans and, and the Jewish uh folks the church but, itself but, yeah oh, the yeah, ones right. that were really in power the, mm-hmm. and they both didn't want any disruption right you know here's this guy right. talking about a kingdom whoa wait we have, we have the roman kingdom you know mm-hmm. and uh and the jewish folks obviously had their belief system so and and i'm not and i apologize if you think i'm not comparing trump to jesus per se i'm showing you how when, when people are comfortable with power and the status quo, they don't want anything to upset that. Exactly. That's why you've got some Republicans and Democrats that are not Trump fans. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. And, and I think that this guy, Matthew Dowd, also kind of agrees with that. And he said, look, um, Nikki Haley has a lot of problems. One is from Iowa and New Hampshire. Now the polls in South Carolina. She's losing Republican self-identified voters. By 40-plus points. You can't win a Republican nomination losing Republicans by 40 or 50 points. And she's going to lose among Republican voters in South Carolina by 40 or 50 points. And he said, and by the way, Donald Trump didn't change the Republican Party fundamentally. Donald Trump is a reflection of what the Republican Party comes to. And so post-Donald Trump, they're not going to go to Nikki Haley. They're going to go to a new version of Donald Trump in the aftermath. And you know what? I I think he's right. Now, I think that he helped to change the party. His presence allowed people to see a a choice of a non-politician businessman who resonated with the working guy. Lo and behold, it just happens to be a billionaire businessman. But think about it. Trump resonated with people. And he still does. Yes. Because he's talking about things that make sense. Biden can't defend the open border. He's lied about it. Said it wasn't a crisis. They continue to lie and try to diffuse and deflect. Trump tells the truth about it. Same thing with all of our trading partners. Yeah. Yeah. So he represented something very fresh and real to enough Americans to get elected to the presidency. I hope it's a repeat. We need him. I hate to think of how things would be otherwise. 928 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. Coming up in about 15 minutes, things that make you smile. It's where we, you know, kind of take pause and go, yeah, the world is crazy, but we still have some things to be thankful for. That's what Things That Make You Smile is all about. It's coming up in a little bit. More headlines on the way next. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. 
what's trending on the sky. President Donald Trump's ongoing legal battles. The news that's trending. Pay $355 million. Crooked judge. Prepared to post bond as they appeal. The news that's now. Nukes in space. The threat is very serious. You can't be number one on Earth if you're number two in space. Alexei Navalny was murdered. His mother's pleading to release her son so she can bury him properly. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Economy and inflation. You need the sky. How can we not focus on the invasion of America first? Because Joe can't do the job. And by the way, his policies are horrible. Everywhere. So easy to listen to on my smart speaker. Play 97.3 The Sky. 97.3 The Sky. Happy Hump Day! Happy Trump Day, my friends. It is 936. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, so much to talk about. Things that make you smile coming up in a little bit as well. And Newberry's working on a program where they're going to turn their schools into charter schools if it's successful. We'll have a special guest on tomorrow at 9 a.m. So stay tuned for that. Hey, if you're having trouble with anything, you call in... You know, the repairman. Okay. You know, the, the cleanup crew, you know, sure. who can go in there and get things done. Well, apparently the Biden campaign uh, has some issues. Yeah. And maybe they lack some strategy and tactics. Guess who's coming to the rescue? None other than, you know, the brainiac herself. Um, not today. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yes, today. Kamala wow. Harris is coming in to work on strategies oh, to man. fix... The Biden campaign, nine months from Election Day. Wow. Interesting because <laughs> she might want to help her own campaign. I mean, the campaign to where people actually look at her favorably. Nah, she's not doing well. Her favorability rating is actually worse than President Joe Biden's. And his is so far, so deep down in mm. the basement, light doesn't even reach there. That's pretty deep. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, she's trying to position herself as the alternative if he decides not to run. Ooh, <laughs> oh, okay. wow. That's making everybody feel Sick. a little better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of garbage, yes. there's going to be stuff coming out of space falling on us, possibly. Well, they don't know where it's going to fall. Uh, the European Space Agency satellite that's expected to re-enter and hopefully largely burn up in Earth's atmosphere is due to re-enter. The Earth's atmosphere at approximately 11.32 today. How is it you could nail down the time to a minute, but you're not sure where in the world, literally, that it's going to hit? Almost uh, exactly two hours from now, the space junk will have landed. Oh, great. And we don't even have time to do like a grid where we could sell squares, you know, grid out the whole planet. Right. Do something before you get in the head with a satellite. I'm going to guess Indian Ocean. Greg, you want to take a stab at a continent or a body of water? Just throw it out there. See, see, you're you're safer with water because we've got more water. Yeah, and Indian Ocean's pretty big. And, but see... I am not familiar with the, uh, the the path of which this particular uh, European satellite is taking in general. So I, why don't you say China? That's a big landmass. True. They would well. They would have already stolen it if they wanted it, though. They <laughs> yeah. wouldn't wait for it to crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's if it flies over America, we're not going to shoot it down. That's for sure. All right, make your prediction. Uh, I don't know. Just so we can have fun with it. Uh, just think about and just like let your mind go and go. 
you're throwing a dart at the world map, and it goes to Sri Lanka. No, I've got I've got friends from there. Let's not oh, do that. Yeah. Okay. How about Russia? Okay. Wouldn't it be great if it hit Russia, like Moscow, at eleven thirty-two? Just saying. Um, no, innocent uh, people could get hurt. If you Says want to hit the, the Kremlin, the if you want are... to hit the Kremlin, that's different. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very specific. Yeah, I'll be more specific. Okay. Let's hit the Kremlin at eleven thirty-two. There you again, go. It's only the size of a bus. Yeah, that's that's it. So. Start World War Three, Greg, with a uh, with space <laughs> junk. That'd be, oh, that'd be real good. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Oh, well. Alabama Supreme Court says... Yeah? Hey! Those aren't popsicles. Those are frozen embryos. Okay. They're not popsicles. They're babies. Yeah. Is fro- that what they're saying? Frozen embryos are yeah. not popsicles, but right. they are unborn children. Yeah, yes. they're embryos. Absolutely. That means you got I agree. an egg and some fertilizer. Yeah. And uh, so you have the makings of a baby. Alabama Supreme Court ruled on Friday that frozen embryos are considered unborn children under state law. Can you imagine? So this broad keeps them in the freezer for like 10 years, and you're paying child support. It's like, what's up with that? (laughs) This broad, he means totally tongue-in-cheek. I'm playing a character when I speak like that, you know. I'm like Vinny, like your cousin Vinny. Yeah, Um, yeah, and anyone who destroys them may be held liable. All right, so that was based on a case whether Center for Reproductive Medicine can be held liable under the Wrongful Death or Minor Act after a patient excess dropped and destroyed the frozen embryos of several couples in 2020. The embryos were created for a process uh, IVF, you know, in vitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, mature eggs are collected from the ovaries, fertilized uh, in the lab. Then a procedure is done. Place one or more. We know all this. But uh, apparently, they're doing this. They're protecting um, unborn life to a greater degree. Mm. People are going to be held accountable, and you have to be careful. So, yeah. Sorry with the embryo popsicle reference. That might have... That might have not been in good taste. Well, well, but stop and think about it, though. Taste, see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, think about what the left, think about embryos. They don't think of them as children, They're unless they want to. It's it's a, a pick-your-day kind of thing. Well, if it you know happens to somebody that you love, that was a child. Uh, if you want to get rid of it, oh, it's just a mass of cells. It's like, you know, it's a day-to-day decision for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we actually have rulings that these are children, that's a good thing. Protect the sanctity of life. Absolutely. Probably, uh, yeah. you know, that way you're on the uh, on the safe side. Absolutely. Right. When in doubt, yep. let them live it out. There when in go. doubt, don't snuff it out. No. There you go. Yeah. Feel free to use those. Yeah. Make your own bumper stickers. Make your own bumper stickers. There you go. I like e- it. Elon Musk getting nominated for Nobel Peace Prize for being a stout proponent of free speech. Uh, Marius Nilsson, Norwegian member of parliament, uh, put forward Musk's name due to his adamant defense of dialogue, free speech, and enabling the possibility to express one's views, of course, by purchasing Twitter. Um, You know, put your money where your mouth is. Elon Musk did that so we can all have our thoughts and our words to go out there as part of a dialogue the way our founding fathers intended free speech there you go backbone of our nation 
But there are many on the left who want to destroy that. They don't want to debate. Marxists don't like debates. Yeah. Fannie Willis, not back in court. She's back in church. Over the weekend, she accepted a Black History Achievement Award. I was glad she was going to church after all that lying on the stand she did the other day. Oh, she was preaching to you, Greg. She said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. You know, when people like that start quoting scripture for their own benefit, that just makes me ill. Well, we're all sinners, Greg. We all need, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some mercy, some I grace. Agree. I agree. Right? But don't take your uh, your little mission to church and, you know, no. Yeah, I, no. I would maybe think that low-key, accept the award, be very thankful for that, and then... Maybe yeah, you're, you're the on the hole. stand for uh, possible illegalities, uh, an, an illicit affair, and you're going to go to church and brag about what you're doing and pick up an award? Something's messed up there. Yeah. Yep. The same. Oh, I hate to do a tragic story toward the end here, but I. How many? How many of us have dug in the sand at the beach? How many of us have had kids oh, yeah. that will dig into that? Mm-hmm. How many of us have gone like, yeah, a little too far, okay? Or you know somebody, you know, one of your ADD friends who is just like shoveling away, yes. trying to uh, find oil. Yeah. Well, and this happens every once in a while. Desperate beachgoers uh, were distressed and really going crazy trying to dig out a young girl who was oh. trapped in a sand hole so on sad. a florida beach and she ended up passing away she was around seven years old she oh. had dug a five to six foot deep hole at a wow. beach at lauderdale by the sea in fort lauderdale around three o'clock tuesday afternoon when it caved in on her and a seven-year-old boy the weight of the sand completely buried the girl the boy was buried up to his chest Obviously, they rescued him very quickly and pulled him out, um, but they had difficulty trying to rescue the trapped girl. They were using shovels and boards trying to clear the sand away, tried to reach the girl during this time-sensitive rescue, and the girl stopped breathing by the time the rescuers had reached her. They tried to revive her while they rushed her to the Broward Health Medical Center, but she was uh, pronounced dead upon arrival. The shame that parents, maybe, and, and a lot of folks that go to the beach aren't familiar with that being a danger. Kind of like the ones that go hang out on the water's edge in the evening and ignore yeah. the alligator signs. I mean, it's, it, it, it is tragic, but it's a shame that people can't either do a little homework or talk to somebody or just use a little common sense. Yeah, five to six foot hole no. when you're seven years old. No. Yeah, that's, uh, that's trouble waiting to happen, unfortunately. Absolutely. That's a tragedy. Yes. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We're going to turn that frown upside down with things that make you smile. Upbeat positive thoughts that you share with us. And it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So call in now with things that make you smile. 877 975 I'm not here to be nice. I'm a voter, and I'm dissatisfied with what I see my subordinates representing me in D.C. So if I sound mean, it's because I'm being American. On 97.3, the sky. Tell me you will stay. Make me smile. Need the microphone and the headphones to do this job properly. It's 952 on the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Thank you for tuning in. 
It's also time for Things That Make You Smile, brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So call in now with your upbeat, positive thoughts. 877-975-9825. Good morning, Mark. What's making you smile? Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. What's making me smile, aside from the perfect weather allowing yard work, is I just... uh finished up a uh, cooking of falafels, which is where you uh, make up the Mediterranean dish falafels with cucumbers, tomatoes, inside pita, and so just like delicious food all around to uh, greet this uh, perfect weather we're having. Yeah, what's the difference between that and a gyro? (laughs) What? I don't know. Was it a trick question? Yeah. Don't know. Good, that is a good question. Just do, one, do you know the answer? No, I, I. It's kind of a lot of the same ingredients, obviously, depending on what. When Rihanna lived it. in Germany, they, I think she called it a, a duner, is what they called it, and they were, I think, like people from Turkey that okay. made what she would normally call like a, a gyro or gyro hmm. or whatever, however you pronounce it. <laughs> but I like that kind of that cucumber oh, sauce yeah, yeah. thing. That's yeah, nice. a little. It's fresh. A lot of that. Yeah. And the meat, if if you do it right, I think is a mix of lamb and beef, and you know mm. you'll see it sometimes in the in the Greek places where oh, they yeah. kind of trim it down. You yep. know, it comes on a big like stick. I guess you get hungry. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, suddenly. I'm... Well, I can tell you this: What's that? if you go to the 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble, there'll be plenty to eat. Uh, yeah. From uh, both uh, David's Barbecue and Hills Barbecue. Nice. They'll take care of you. Plenty of food, plenty of goodies. Uh, And I think we might have some rare openings, so jump on board this. Or if you want to volunteer, go to arcalachua.org. A-R-C, arcalachua.org. Thanks to Infotech and Southeast Car Agency. We're going to have another blast and raise money for the developmentally disabled in our community. And ARC does excellent work. Thanks for your continued support. We really appreciate it. Now, don't go anywhere. We're not done. Coming up next, the smoking gun. That's brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts. You need the sky to cut through this static of election 2024. Every move. We need leadership, and this country does not have leadership. Every candidate. We defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Remington, the gun manufacturer, they're leaving New York. The CEO, Ken Darcy, noted that the direction legislation took in the Empire State was a cause for concern. Basically, their anti-gun legislation. And so they've decided to close their plant, which actually began manufacturing guns way back in 1828. And they're going to move to Georgia. Now, folks up in Georgia, they could do some fine meat smoking. So they're a natural for the smoking gun. And that is your smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.